fa l'americano, americano, americano, scienda me chi do fa fa. Hello, hello everyone. How are you doing tonight? So I have a surprise for you, something that I've, um, uh, I've already announced actually. So you might know what it is, but maybe you don't actually. So, hmm. If you're joining us live, welcome. I'm gonna try something new, something different. I hope it's useful. I hope it's something that can inspire you. And um, if it doesn't, maybe I'll just stop doing it. But I think, I think it will be nice. Jolly English from Bulgaria. Hello, Jolly English. Great to have you here. Um, I'm waiting for a special guest. So while uh, this guest is not here, let me give you the good news. So I've decided to do a series of interviews that I will call One Pomodoro with me, Andrea Hedlund. And I call it Pomodoro because of this, a Pomodoro timer, yes. And uh, I think this has a lot to do with my research, what I'm doing here at the University of Bristol. I'm actually studying how we can make our uh, attention and memory better in a way we can, how can, how can we use more effective um, learning strategies and uh, maybe have more, you know, better learning outcomes and, um, I wrote an article about the Pomodoro technique a couple of years ago, I think, two years ago, maybe one year ago, not sure. So you can check on my blog, the Pomodoro. Just look for Pomodoro and Andrea Hedlund blog, right? So I thought, you know what? I think a very good way for us to learn from one another and uh, in a way to uh, share our experiences is um, by getting to know other teachers and their background, their educational settings, and uh, everything. So tonight I have the privilege, not the privilege, the honor of interviewing one of my bros, one of my good friends, a very competent teacher, and his name is Stefan, Stefan Hughes. So I'm going to call Stefan right now. Hey. Stefan Hughes. There he is, my bro. Hey. How are How you doing? doing? What's up? What's up? How Good to see man? you, bro. <laughs> Long time, huh? Long, Long time. Let me just increase the volume here. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Better right. now. So, now? Steph, let, let me see if I get this right. So, Stephen Arthur Solomon Hughes, right? That's King's right. name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thank you for joining me today, bro. It's it's Great. a pleasure to have you here. So you're you're actually the first one, you know, of a series of interviews. I hope this works. So I'm I'm gonna wing it today. You know, this is the first time. Yeah. We're just gonna improvise. But right. the right. reason why you're here, I th I think it's because you know what? A lot of people are interested in our lives as teachers, what we do, the things that we can maybe share in terms of you know mm -hmm. resources and, and and tips and that's why you're here bro so okay, okay. try to i try to help but do as much as i can <laughs> perfect but there's a rule the pomodoro rule okay, okay? 
So we got to do this in uh, 25 minutes or less. Uh, actually, we have a, like a five-minute break at the end that is kind of, you know, wrap up. So let's do okay. it. I'm going to start the timer. Are you ready? Okay. 25? As of now. All right. So, Stefan, yeah, let's, let's start. So I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, where you come from, because you're not Brazilian, right? right? Yeah, I'm not Brazilian. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. We're located in the Caribbean, uh, English-speaking country. Okay. So it was was a colony from England for many years, up until 1962, roughly. All right. And, um, so I've been here in Brazil for the last 23 years. All right. So that's it. Basically, you know, to kind of sum it up, where I'm from, uh, yep. based in Rio de Janeiro. All right. Wonderful city, as they call it. Yes, it is. This has become my second home. This is my second home. <laughs> so how long have you been in Rio now? Um, I think for most of my life here, I think 22 years about. Yeah. Okay, wow. It's been most of the time. I spent about a year in Brasilia and then I came down to, to Rio. Okay, so so right. you don't mind me asking, what, what made you move to Brazil? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because today I was talking about that with a group of students that I just met. Okay. Um, it was a kind of a, I don't know, it was interesting, the language, it was um, the fact that I'd heard the language for the first time on an American sitcom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. The story goes. I tell this to everybody, but <laughs> it was because I heard it on American sitcom. I had never heard Portuguese before. Okay. So I got in really, really intrigued by that. So I decided to, you know, follow up on it. Um, it coincided with something that I chat had with one of my lecturers at university in Trinidad. Okay. Um, we were talking about politics and global change and stuff, and they said that Brazil would. He said that Brazil would become a global player. Yeah, uh, his name is Michael 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 Lilla. He said that. Yeah. So he said maybe it would be good for you to study Portuguese. And I yeah. at the time I already spoke French and Spanish. Okay. So I said, why not study another language? So yeah, I looked into it and that was it. That was why it's another romance language, language, right? I mean it's not that complicated if you already know Spanish and French, right? Yeah, it helped a lot. It helped a lot. Yes. Um, but it was, it was it was something that intrigued me, you know, within a hate. Where does language come from? Because I've never heard it before. So it was really nice. Yeah. All right. Really, really nice. good. <laughs> so, so do you still go off up into your country, Trinidad Tobago, or not as much as I would like to? Okay. Um, you know, because of professional commitments and stuff, work. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't coincide. Um, but I, you know, in the past I would probably go like every Christmas time. But um, as I said, I've tried to go a little bit more. You okay. know, to try and visit and keep up. By keep in touch with everybody. Now with the technology, it's easy to keep in touch. So Definitely. it's uh, not the same thing, but Skype and WhatsApp has helped considerably. All right, all right. So tell me a little bit about your your job now. I mean, what what do you do there in Rio? What exactly? Where do you work? And what kind of yeah do you work with? Um, it's a two day. Well, it's a kind of two shift thing. I don't two shift, but um, currently yeah. I'm doing two things. Right, right. Um, at a uh, high school, uh, yeah. private school. Okay. I teach teens, so what they call the Encino Major, right? High school, yeah. 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 And uh, I also work at the university level. So I teach teachers, exactly. uh, or future teachers, so, and translators. Some of my actually from Guayana, you know? Yeah. 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 I ran into them. <laughs> so yeah, you finally yeah. met them, right? Elisa. Yeah. I, I met them, exactly. I met Elisa and stuff, and they came up to me, hey, you might teach online, because it's <laughs> online. So we have online teaching. 
Yeah. So I, I, I usually kind of run into students, which I have not, you know, I don't know who they are. So they kind of come up to me and say, oh, you taught me or we, we have classes with you online. So it's nice. It's nice. It's, it's a good interesting feeling, right? Yes. Very it's good feeling. Get, I agree. But, yeah. No, what I, what I love about it is um, getting to meet so many different people, diverse backgrounds. Okay. And um, what surprises me is the way they, they watch the videos. So sometimes they would say things like, oh, I watch the videos while I'm cooking or ironing or, yeah. <laughs> or doing talk something. about flexibility, uh, right? That, that's the whole idea of online, online learning, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they would say, um, they say things like how uh, even they have their, you know, their spouses would also attend yeah. the lessons. <laughs> so I had one one student who said to me, "Oh, my my, um, you know, my stu- my husband studies with me. Oh, wow. and yeah, uh, he he never spoke, he never studied English before, and it's the first time he's actually, yeah, um, you know, studying English. So it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, uh, really, really nice. So your reach is actually yeah. beyond even more than you know, further than you had thought, right? I mean, it's not it, just the students yes. you have, but that's what I love oh, about being, being a teacher. And speaking of that." Yeah. How did you become a teacher? Do you remember if there was something special, like a, a particular moment in your life that you said, I'm going to be a teacher now? Or Yeah, I think it, well, uh, two things was out of maybe necessity, right? Because when I came here yeah. for the first time, usually what, what, what I think um, most gringos end up doing is teaching a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started teaching uh, to make a living. Um, but I realized that I really liked it and people kind of connected with me earlier. And okay. I saw that I was able to do that. I was able, you know, I was really connecting students and students liked my classes, even though yeah. at the time I wasn't really aware what I was doing. You know, I had no idea what I was doing, but apparently people found it funny. You know? <laughs> oh, nice. So um, they found it nice, they found it agreeable, they found it, you know, yeah. pleasant. Um, okay. So I said, okay, let me actually get you know, busy and, and start working more into it, oh, yeah. investing more in it. So, so that was, it, it started like that. It started like that. All right. And then it, was it easy for you as, you know, a foreigner to find a job when you got here in Brazil? I mean, there yeah, in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was e- it was easy because I think what happens, you know, unfortunately, uh, well, this has changed in the last 20 years. Okay. Um, this view of the native speaker being fully competent yeah because when i i remember i remember when i walked into one of these schools and i said that i was a native speaker yeah um i don't you know said i was i wasn't i guess i was native because i was from another country yeah and the the guy at the receptionist desk he just ran straight into the the i think this the, the principal's room and said hey we have a gringo out here <laughs> oh and and then he came and said, hey, can you start today he was like what wow okay <laughs> you know? but apparently apparently they needed teachers you know, they needed yeah. teachers desperately. Yeah. Um, so this was something that kind of worked out. But um, I began to see that, you know, it was just, they were kind of using this to attract students. Definitely. Yeah. So it didn't really, yeah, it didn't really bring, at the beginning, a lot of uh, perks or anything for me. Yeah. But for them, it was great. So the school Definitely. used that as a, trump, as a trump card. They used it as a, you know, okay, we have a native speaker here. Yeah, and definitely. People yeah. kind of felt, oh, well, since he's a native speaker, yeah. I'm going to have classes with him. You know, this so, misconception that people still yeah. have. I don't know where, why. Where do you stand now? Because you, you come from the other side, bro. You know, I mean, you are yeah. part of the native speaker in a way. Like, uh, uh, yeah. it's one of the official languages, right? In your country. It's, it's yeah, it's official language, it's official right? language, right? Official so language. where do you stand now in, the, uh, in this debate? Because, you know, we've been talking about native speakerism for a while. So you think that... 
non-native no, teachers can be as good as, as native teachers? Yeah, good or even better. Exactly. Um, again, yeah. it, it's not about your necessarily where you were born, right? And if you go back to the the um, the gradle, uh, the circle of, of proficiency, yeah, not Kaku's circles of you know the um, empowering or the, the power groups. We have U.S. Yeah, um, the inner circle, then the the middle circle, and the outer circle, which would yeah. be foreign language learners. But it's more of the circle of proficiency where you have a scale of proficiency. Definitely. Yeah. So it's not about that. It's being efficient, knowing what your students are, um, need, and being able to help them achieve their goals. So if you can do that, it doesn't matter if you're foreign or not. It doesn't matter if you're a native speaker. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it is because what happens, I think the upper hand, the only upper hand we might have, and if it still happens anyway, because if you study really hard at anything, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, because, and the proof, like that. proof of that. Yeah, proof of that is uh, the fact that many of these speakers do the CPE and don't pass. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, because when, when people sell the CPE, they tell you, hey, the CPE is for native speakers. Or yeah. if, you are, if, you, if you do the CPE, then you're probably near native. Okay, okay fine. Yeah. But being a native speaker does not guarantee, you know, language proficiency. That's a very yeah. Just, that's a very important discussion, definitely. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Just look at some from, of that from you, a foreigner, because you know a lot. Uh, you know what? I think a lot of people, a lot of foreigners, mm-hmm. they, they capitalize on the fact that they are uh, native speakers, and they end up selling more courses or being hired more often. That's right. Um, I, I still see a lot of ads up on Facebook, especially in you know southeastern Asia and uh, mm-hmm. some countries mm-hmm. where you know. They yeah. see that the, the, the number one prerequisite for you to be a teacher there is that you have to have, you need to be a native speaker, right? Yeah. I think there's funny because saying hello. Edu, hey. great to see you. Edu, yeah. Edu, my man. Edu, thank you for joining my buddy. Us. I have, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of great questions for you, but do you remember how we met, Stefan? Do you remember um, how? Well, we spoke to each other online first because mm. I remember yes. I read your article and I commented on your article and I said, hey, great stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, great yeah. Then um, we met on the first Brouts on the Road. Exactly. I think it was the first Brouts on the Road. Yeah. And I think that was it. You know, we connected right there. So Exactly. Then, you know, hey, we do something and we started talking a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, this, this bro, this man, I, I can. It, it was really brother. funny because you know what? I I remember uh, reading some stuff on your blog, the blog, right? The blog, right? Yeah, the blog, blog. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. So the then I saw, yes, you were into PBL just like me, and then we right. we thought maybe we should write something together, and then we wrote that that piece exactly. on uh, managing yeah. PBL, right? Managing PBL, managing exactly. PBL, exactly. and then we went to Brelt, and then I saw you again on. Um, it was the Rastiso Manaus, remember? Yeah, that was great. Rastiso Manaus. Yeah, that was that's it. With that's Andres, it. Andres Alago. I think she was here with us. And then yes. I saw you again in um, Caxias do Sul, international yes. conference, right? But we've been bros for a couple of, of um, almost two years. Oh. <laughs> that's it you know and just following each other and you know giving each other support but yeah i mean lots yeah. of ideas exchanging uh, uh very, very first talk yeah that's how yeah. we saw that somebody said that Ma- yeah 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 that's it mazeu yeah I, I met i met edu mazeu at um uh i attended his talk actually yeah he was talking about right. uh, listening 
activities. It was a great talk, definitely. So, next right, question thanks. for you, Stefan. Yeah, what did ahead. you wish? This is a this is a tough one, man. And I'm gonna, you know, Mr. Trunk is gonna help me ask this one. This is Ooh. what did you? Good day, Mr. Trunk. <laughs> you had known at the beginning. So, if you could go back in time when you started teaching, what mm -hmm. would you, you know, current today, Stefan, tell the 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 early, you know, beginning Stefan um, when you started? I would tell him. I would tell my early Stefan to tell stories. Yeah, because um, storytelling, as we, we we begin to see today, storytelling is a skill in itself, right? Yeah, definitely. And storytelling is wonderful to create context, to yeah. model language, yeah. to look at you know, to present an input, you know, in effective input, because yep. students connect with your story, and yep. if they connect, there's an emotional impact there. Your brain is much more entitled or open to language if you're, you're connected with it. That's so um, cool. yeah. I would tell them to tell more stories. Um, despite all the, of course, the, the whole thing about teacher talking time and yeah. you, know, you should avoid talking too much and let students yeah. do the talking. There, there's but, a um, moment, they, right? <laughs> there's a moment for that. And I think yeah. storytelling, if, if it's used correctly, yeah. if you engage students, yeah. you know, I've been following a lot. I've been using some of Jamie Keddy's stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just it's, last it's week, just yeah. last week, I used one. So I used one where we were talking and we were working on... Um, prepositional elements and you know prepositions yeah. into onto and i used one of his videos and we, we talked about that i presented this kind of story yeah i presented the whole thing about in the difference between in and on okay it's a great session i do about that where i use kind of a, a story okay. but it was actually part of uh the mission impossible movie okay. where the guy is talking about in the plane on the plane fantastic so it works you know yeah, it, it does so tell stories actually if, yeah, you, look at, if you go back uh, you know, thousands of years ago. That's how we. That's how we kept things alive. And, you know, that's that. That was a way of of you know transmitting, actually passing yes. things on from generation to yes. generation before we had the written language, right? So, yes. and we connect through stories, and we connect yes. to stories as well because connect to and to yes. exactly. That's and we should yeah. be doing that more often, right? Definitely. Yeah, I remember what, just the other day I was well, I was having a chat with my father and we were talking a bit about that, about the stories that um traditional stories from um in the Caribbean, from Trinidad stories. So a lot of the kids they don't know any of these stories anymore. Yeah. You know, so it was so good to be able to talk about them, talk about them with the you know, the myths and the legends that we have in our folklore. Um try to share that with my daughter sometimes. Definitely. You know, even though she was born here in Brazil, but you know, can't tell her this is what happened. This is what we used to talk about in Trinidad. Yeah. And I would remember my father telling yeah. stories when we had a there was a blackout with just one candle. Yeah. And you just see his, <laughs> you know the flick Everybody of the candle and the story, see. you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You could relate to that. Dude. So yeah. it was cool. It was nice. That's great. Yeah. And you know, on that same note, I mean, what uh -huh. did you wish you had known? What do you think are uh, were your biggest challenges in your career? Because you know, you've you've been working in yeah. different educational settings right different schools mm -hmm. you know you've been in brazil for for more than 20 years you've been working for a long right. time so what kind of challenges yeah. have you faced in your career uh well challenges i think what happened was unfortunately sometimes was because well if they didn't know people didn't know my name they yeah. had no idea that i i because i don't look like a gringo that's the problem <laughs> you don't look, yeah i don't look your, your name sounds <laughs> very caucasian to me you know 
Exactly. Yeah, but if you know my name, and he's like, okay, so what's your, you know, if they know my name, fine. But if they just see me, this is a teacher there, um, they might think I'm just another Brazilian. Yeah. And you see, that's where the, the, this, the prejudice about native speakerism yeah. comes in. And then when I tell them that I am uh, uh, from another country, all of a sudden, you know, ice, the, the look changes, the atmosphere gets a little brighter all of a sudden. Um, so, yeah, that was one of the challenges. I think one of the challenges, again, the fact there was a bit of racism sometimes. You had that, too, Definitely. where there was discrimination going on. Um, because of the color of skin, sure. Um, yeah. But you know, I maybe didn't notice at the time. Yeah. But then when I look back, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. this, what's going on here? Actually, you know, yeah, it's I like know. That. Yeah. It is so tough. What that was, that was one of the challenges. I think the challenge was what else? Um, I think also challenge uh, the fact because it, it's a dual thing, and I tell my students that sometimes the fact that I don't look uh, like a foreigner, yeah. people think I'm Brazilian. Yeah, and I had a story, a quick story. I can tell you very quickly. Yeah, I was in Rio and I was helping. I was just there, you know. Um, I think it was around the Lagoa where they have the, you know, okay, big place in Rio. And yeah. it was it was around Christmas time, and there was a family, American family, wanted to take pictures. So okay. they trying to ask people. And nobody spoke English, so I helped out. You know, decided to help. Yeah, and uh, when I the guy, I talked to him in English. He, he was kind of impressed. He's like, "But wait, your English is." Really good, man. Yeah, yeah. He said this to me. Yes, well, your English is perfect. Where you, you know, how how yeah. did you learn it? So yeah. you see, the, the assumption was there already. And I said, to yeah. him, no, 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 I'm from Trinidad. Yeah. And when uh, it took him like a few minutes, he paused again and he said, No, 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 but your English is really good. How come? <laughs> no, I'm from Trinidad because even he, yeah, they have that, no idea sometimes. Yeah, because he he thought that Trinidadians don't speak English or yeah. you know yeah. anybody from the Caribbean. We don't we don't speak. We don't speak, let's say, natural English or the, the standard English. Yeah. We speak our Caribbean way, you know. So yeah, there's, there's this discrimination like everywhere, you know. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure my my problems were much, let's say, fewer, less, less intense compared to other teachers who have really suffered from that. Definitely, uh, the difficulty of getting in, uh, getting a job to prove yourself yeah. uh, uh, capable. That's always a. It's a always thing. harder. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Much harder, much harder. You know? So, uh, who's a teacher? Next question. Who's a teacher that inspired you? Do, do you remember the name oh, of, of, man, of one the teacher you had? The subject? That one you teacher? Yeah. I mean, you um, have a bunch of teachers, right? A list of A bunch, teachers. a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can go back. Let me go back to high school. Uh, let's yeah. say what we call college time because in, in Trinidad it's college. Yeah. So, I think I would go back to one teacher. His name is Leonard Hinkson. And he is... Okay. He, for me, was like an yeah. inspiration yeah. Um, because what I mean, all teachers, all of the teachers that I was at, the, at the, the college did that. But I think he was one that kind of pushed us always to go better, to do better. Okay. And he would always demand more from us, demand more, what demand subject, more. What uh, subject did you know? you? He was, he was our Spanish teacher. I was Spanish, okay. But he was Spanish, but he was also the dean. So he was, you know, he would sometimes um, give counseling uh, so he would, you know, we would have talks and talks about the future, about career, oh, about great. things like that. Yeah. So he was like, like a, that was like a father figure. You know? oh, yeah. So I think uh, he was one teacher that really influenced me. There's another French teacher who influenced me. Um, a lot of language, like one. language teachers influenced you, huh? <laughs> yeah, That's why you language teachers. Yeah, language teacher yourself, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Most, yeah. most likely, most yeah, likely. Yeah. <laughs> but there were others. There were others. Like there was a social studies teacher who yeah. really, you know, she she would always again get us to think. There was one history teacher. Yeah. Uh, he impressed all of us actually. Yeah. Uh, he passed away last year, unfortunately. 
but he, I mean, he was kind of crazy because he thought he was really a, a reincarnation of a pharaoh. <laughs> so he would, he would call himself Tutankhamen. Like Tutankhamen, he would Tutankhamen. Yeah. So he would write the he would write the Egyptian calendar on the board, oh. and he would always start he would always start with a question. Yeah, nobody understood, <laughs> and he would demand a composition. Something he would say things like one he would say that we always remember. He would say, um, "We learn from history that nobody learns from history." Yeah, and he said five hundred words. I was like, "What?" <laughs> What am I going to talk about? We learn from history that we don't learn from history. And then, you know, we handed it in and he would give it back. And he would really, really crush us. You know, there was no effective filter there. Like he was saying, horrible. Do it again. Yeah. Zero. Okay. This is fraught of any kind of critical thought. Where wow. is your brain? He would say things like that to us. Where is your brain? You forgot your brain. He, he, he definitely like, made an impression on you, right? <laughs> he made an. He would. I know. And from the very beginning, he would. And he would not pick on us, but he would be very demanding on the so-called, let's say, intelligent students. So okay. with good students, he would he would find out who were the good ones, and he would kind of pick on us. So he would come to me and like, you have to always get ten. Yeah, I don't want anything less than a ten from you. And you were like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> perfection, yeah. nothing less. Always, all always, right. nothing all less. Right, bro. So I think that was good. He would push me. Okay, you know? okay. Unorthodox, but he pushed. Good, good. You know, sometimes we need that. Actually, right? We need that. Exactly. I got two more exactly. questions for you, and uh, like five oh minutes. Five minutes. Oh, on, on go, ahead, go ahead. So <laughs> go ahead. this is a tough one too. What what yeah. moves you today as a teacher? What are what are your uh, uh, dreams? What you know your uh, who do you look up to? What do you want to do in the world? <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot. But what moves me is I mean I think the people because um, there are a lot of people that I connect with on the, on the, on Facebook, social media. Yeah, I think the ELT community have been have this opportunity yes. to meet so many great educators. Yeah, you Eduardo. Um, you know, the, the people in Brastiso Council, yeah. you know, Marcella, it's, it's Igor, We're Natalia, like family, right? some names there, Fernando Guarani, you know, these oh, guys yes. are like, whoa, you know, you see these people and what they're doing. Yeah. Um, Sergio Pantosha, Ricardo Barros, Luis Octavio. So you see yes. these guys and you think, well, this is a lot to do. Yes. But I think more than that is what moves me is um, that, I mean, I've been teaching, for example, at lecturing at the postgraduate courses for like more than 10 years, the, yes. the, 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 the course. Yeah. But still, every time I get feedback from a student, it that is what you know makes my day. It's like, hey, Definitely. this worked, or did work, or getting students to to, to think, and um, I, I think that's what moves me to hear that students are really making progress. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's what moves me a lot. Uh, and again, to try and push myself because they keep asking, yeah. you know, how come you, you 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 try to stay in touch, you try to read more. Yeah. So I mean, move, move, this is what moves me. Yeah, keep yeah. in touch with things to keep your keep your 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 practice in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just we're always learning, I was really, bro, I, you know. We're always, always learning. learning. Yeah, always learning. Yeah, I think that's why we're, got, we're in this job, right? We're, we're in it yeah. for for yeah. this kind of and, 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 right? Yeah. Just yesterday, I got really good news. I, I was, you know, I got selected to 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 participate in the PhD program at Puki. Oh right! So I'm starting next, yeah, some, oh, starting the end of the semester. Yeah. So it was like, yes, Congratulations. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. After like so many years of chasing the the PhD dream, yeah, it's I'm getting closer to it. So I'm really happy for you. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. excellent.
Thank you. Thank and the you. final question, much. and we have like uh, two minutes, but then we have like a five-minute wrap-up. So we, we right, have cool. time. So what do you recommend as a teacher, as a very experienced teacher, teacher trainer? You've been, you know, you've been doing a lot in, in, in the field of ELT, right? What do you okay. recommend, you know, novice teachers, experienced teachers? What should we do? What are the things um, we can do? What are the resources we can get? Who are the people we yeah, should talk yeah. to, you know? Yeah, I think this is it. I mean, it may sound very cliche, again, the thing about, you know, developing yourself and so on. But always seeing that it's, okay, trying to do, do better. Yeah. So you're learning, and we know that the language is changing all the time. So keeping up reading this stuff, looking at how people are using language and observing how language is being used. Yes. That's one thing I think you have to become an observer of the language, noticing how language is changing. Yeah. Um, I think the other tip is listen to your students. Yes. It may sound again cliche, but um, more than any methodology and you know technique, Oops. all of this is important. Oops. No, but no, no. Listen to your students. You still have five you know? minutes. Ah, yeah. uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So listen to your students. Listen to uh, what they have to say. What isn't what they don't say. Yeah. Uh, more than what they are saying is what they're not saying, because a lot of times they don't say anything. Yeah. And then um, that they react something. in a different way, they comment, yeah. and it means something. Yeah. Maybe you're not getting true to them, you're not getting through their, their message. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's really listening to them and yeah. um, trying to do something a little different, even if it might not work with you. Because yes. you stick to your principles. I remember that a lot of times students would say, oh, I want to do this, or can we do it this way? Because I think it helps me. Or things like reading out loud. Yeah. And he's saying, but no, but this is not methodologically sound. Yeah. It doesn't work. Definitely. You know, but if if it if it has a um, let's say it may have a placebo effect where students get and you know, feel happy, works, you know? even if it's a, it, it it helps them with something at least yeah. with their confidence. Definitely. All right, we you know we kind of play along with them for now. Yeah. If it makes you happy, fine. Yeah. Uh, and then you move on. You know. So. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's the key thing. Listen to them. Very listen good. to them. Very listen good. to what works. Awesome, right. bro. Any any final uh, thoughts, messages, anything you want to say? Yeah, I think, um, again, we're seeing a lot of changes in language and ELT and the moves to, to you know, in, increments of things, bilingualism, multilingualism. Yeah. We're seeing English from, you know, the killer approach, from different approaches, right? Yeah. Um, at the core, I think you still have to look at language yeah. and uh, the grammar. Yeah, the vocabulary or stuff, but integratingly. Just yes, just th this morning, sorry, a yeah. student asked me this. Okay, do you think we should focus only on grammar? Focus only on vocabulary? I said, um, language is not a vacuum. Yeah. So you need to look at the historical, social, um, yeah. cultural Definitely. implications. What we mean when we say certain things. It comes um, with who you're saying right? it to. Yeah. It it comes loaded, as we say the Americans say, it's a, a loaded. Sometimes words are loaded. Yeah. Where it means more than you're actually saying. Yeah. So if I say it, it might sound offensive to somebody, or it may sound that I'm saying, or I'm insinuating something else. Sure. So be very, very careful. Exactly. Uh, so understanding this, the what's behind it, yeah. um, how we use the language is very, very important. All right. Thank you very much for this, bro. I think I can. Yeah, man. All right. You know, we, we still have like two minutes left, I think. Oh, but, good, well, good. I'm really, I'm really glad you actually accepted my invitation to join me uh, here uh -huh. for the first One Pomodoro with Andrea Hedlund and Stephanie hey. Arthur Solomon Hughes. Thank you very much, everyone. I'm going oh, to upload this to IGTV 
And, uh, right. you know, that's it. I mean, uh, I'm really glad that you're actually doing the PhD thing. All right. Mr. Trump says the same. And I really hope oh, yeah. we can get together as soon as, I, as I'm uh, back in Brazil, okay? I'll be there right, some, cool. sometime in September. So I'm going to look great. I'm going to find you and we're going to do something yes. together, bro. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Well, right. have, have a great weekend and, you know, let's keep in touch, okay? See you. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you. Tu <laughs> Tu